Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. So, Chastity. Yes. What is the name of this recording? Tits. I need to get my shit together. Yeah, you were behind on that. <sighs> okay. I wrote this in 10 minutes. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Chastity, a.k.a. the Luminary Luna Beams. And I'm Emily, the Fine Art Medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call ourselves and the podcast Lamp. Lights at midnight. Lights at midnight. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so today, folks, we have a special guest interview with Kristen, a.k.a. Silent Echoes. So we're going to dive into her origin story uh, with the paranormal and supernatural things. And we do have a few things to discuss first, but I want to take this opportunity to remind everybody this season's name is Origins. So we focus on the origins of our special guests as well as our origins. So we are taking you on a journey from midnight to light. Yep. Now, so... As far as announcements, in this episode, we're starting something a little bit new. I would say changes, but it's more like integrations. So we are working with a couple podcasts, and I like to call this Supporting Spooky. So it'll be like a promo for different podcasts. They're roughly 30 seconds long. It won't take up much of your time, and it will probably be in the middle-ish to this episode. So you'll start to notice Throughout our episodes, we'll have up to three 30-second 30 30 promos for different podcasts. So definitely take the time and check out these folks if you're interested. And yeah, we have some exciting things coming up in the next couple episodes to share with y'all. So we have a lot of great changes coming along. So this interview will be a fun one because she is one of the first people that uh, Chas and I have had uh, astral realm experiences with that the other person remembers, which is really hard to find. But Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm actually really excited for everyone to listen to this episode because it just showcases the different perspectives of how people view things, experience astral realm things, and just hauntings and how, you know, different people are affected by these hauntings Absolutely. And we'll probably, because this interview was fairly long, so we'll be keeping in some of the astral experiences in with this episode and focus, focus mainly on her origin story. And we've decided that we are going to do a bonus episode this following Monday. So not today, but a week from today with the majority of these astral experiences because they're actually really fun. So we'll, we will have a bonus episode coming out the following monday after this episode's release yay yay more content <laughs> for everybody Wee. 
Yeah, it's exciting. And let's see. Well, I think we've made it to this week's experiences. So, Em, what do you have for us this week? All right. So, for my experiences this week, it was strange. So, I forget what Chas and I were talking about. We were talking about something. And then all of a sudden, I hear a clank on the floor. And I'm like, I know what that is. It was my demon sign that I have on my bathroom. It says, please don't summon demons in the bathroom. And I thought it was funny. So, you know, I taped it up there haphazardly. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not surprised it fell. But then I don't know if this happened in the same night or the same day. But um, I heard something else fall. And I was like, what is that sound? Hades and I actually got out of bed to see what it was. And we couldn't find anything. And so that's when I started seeing the image of this cloaked or hooded figure thing that was hunched. And I was just like, that's fucking weird. And it looked like the hermit card from tarot, but like a woman version. And it was hunched and a little bit shorter. And I was just like, that is so fucking weird. And then Chastity was like, hey, this looks like the evil witch from Snow White. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, it does look exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. Toilet demons and Snow White bitches. I'm just Sorry. like, the fuck, man? Yeah. So she sent me this picture over Facebook Messenger. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what it looks like. And, um, yeah, so I go to the bathroom because I go to the bathroom before bed before I get comfortable. And I found what it was. It was one of my pill bottles. But before we realized it was a pill bottle, Chas was like, it kind of looks like a plague doctor, too, which is very ironic because what had fallen was one of my pill bottles. Yeah, it was weird. Mm -hmm. It was something just strange that happened, you know, coincidence. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's coincidence because today I heard a knocking noise. Both Hades and I heard it. We debunked it to our fridge, but it was just weird because it literally sounded like someone knocked on the door. Huh. But that fridge does make a lot of noises because it is old. Yeah. But it's made that noise before. But that's what we debunked that as. But. As far as things falling, it's kind of weird that two different things had fallen. And my medicine was in my, uh, it's, my cabinet has shelves on the outside and then it's in the middle, you open a door, but my medicine was on the side shelf, pushed in pretty far back because I don't like my shit to fall and somehow it fell anyway. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was that experience. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what you described as kind of like one of my experiences this week, too. I can say that's mm -hmm. part of it. I forgot about that until now. Yeah. You have anything else you want to add for this week? Um, I started seeing creepy faces, too, again. Yeah. And we didn't know. And actually, we discussed this a little later in the interview. So y'all will hear, and me and Emily actually haven't talked about this until tonight, mm -hmm. and same thing. Like, I've stopped, so I've really been working on not seeing creepy faces, 
which we had discussed, like we haven't seen them when we close our eyes and our mind eyes. So we're not asleep. We're just like laying down and getting ready for bed and we'll see certain images. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what started happening to me about two or three days ago. Yeah. And so yeah. it's strange. Like there may be a correlation. You know what? Totally live. I wonder if it has to do with that thing that you just talked about. We saw the hunchback, weird, big nose thing. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to mention, I, I had this dream about this girl and it felt so vivid. I was in this bookstore and there was like games going on and stuff, kind of like how when we were children, bookstores used to have games for children, for, like, groups of children to play while their parents shopped and stuff. But, like, I remember being in this bookstore and there was, like, this adult game thing going on. And I remember standing next to this girl who was on the phone freaking the fuck out. And I asked her, I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, I can't go to this person or I can't see this person. It doesn't feel right. And I was like, well, then don't go. And I remember her name was Amber and she had like really light brown or even like dirty blonde hair that was like shoulder length piercing green eyes and she was pale in skin tone. And I remember, you know, she disappeared and then the next day happened and people were like, yeah, the Amber girl went missing, but the police found two unidentified bodies and we're not sure if it's her but we think one of them is her that's crazy so and this was in your dream this was my dream yeah okay i was just curious because i know you you said you did some research trying to figure out if you could yeah figure out if it was i anybody. did some research and i found so many people that look like her absolutely yeah i mean it's it's so tough when it's dreams like that because you've had dreams like that before that we've mm -hmm. uh, kind of talked about and tuned in on about like the girl with the red hair on the road. I won't go into any detail because it's kind of gruesome, but we've already talked about it in previous episodes. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's tough. It's tough to try to find out because there's so many people that go missing these days. Like, yeah. you know, we should talk about that one day. If you guys want to hear us talk about missing people and maybe try to channel into some missing folk, let us know. You can leave us a comment in Podbean or on YouTube or on our socials. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you have any other uh, experiences for this week? Yeah, so I, I can't actually correlate to when the faces came back. Because like I said, I've been working really hard on only tapping into my energy when I absolutely need it. So I'm trying to be more in control of my abilities and when I want to use my, you know, psychic energy on certain things. So I've had several positive interactions with people this week, including readings and stuff in preparation for, you know, I'm getting ready to launch my Luna Beans website. So that's super exciting. But, uh, oh, and I have some changes there too that I'll have to tell y'all about. But yeah, my experiences for this week um, started when I went to visit my friend. And my friend has had some medical issues lately and I, when ha having nightmares and stuff. And I helped this friend um, with some candle work, some energy work. And they followed the instructions as I've suggested. And pretty much I went back a week later to go check on them to see how they were doing. And 
all the candles had been taken care of appropriately because I made three separate candles for three separate nights and uh, everything had stopped for this person, right? Well, on the way back home, I started feeling this pain in my chest, right? And I had to come home and cook. So I was cooking and everything and my whole entire right leg went numb, which is something I deal with um, due to the back issues that I have. But this time it went like dead numb and then it went straight up to my head. So the whole right side of my body went completely numb and it was scary. It was extremely scary. I thought I was having a stroke, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but I am aware that the nerves in my back are damaged because I've had some issues recently, um, had to take a trip to the ER and all that kind of stuff, which I won't get into, but it, it's all stemming from my back. So I am aware that this situation could be 100% medical, but I do have to say it's very interesting that once I clear out this energy for this person and the next time that I go into their home and I come home, this immediately happens, which it hasn't happened in a while. And I end up basically in the fetal position for three hours with half of my body numb. My feeling didn't even come back on the right side of my body until the next morning. And even through the next day, my right arm was numb. But the reason I'm bringing this up is, is this is when I started seeing them faces again. And they, they've been different. I saw different scenarios, different faces. And they're not just like faces. They're like distorted, creepy, like gaping mouths, you know. And I talk a little bit about this in the interview, but... That's kind of my paranormal thing that happened this week. I'm wondering if it's a little bit of backlash from the energy work I did. And this should be a uh, kind of a warning to people. I'm not saying it will happen, but this isn't the first time like I've done positive energy, energy work to banish certain things from people's lives that I get backlash from. So they may be okay, but then sometimes the person that does it for them has to deal with the side effects of being attacked by other things. So I can't 100% determine if it was either or, but there is a link to the f starting to see the faces again. Now, could it be my fear that triggered it? It's possible because it did scare me. You know, there's a lot of possibilities, but I figured it was worth noting. So yeah, that's kind of my experiences in a nutshell for this week. When I help people with hauntings and stuff, I either will get their haunting and or they will attack me through my physical health. Right. I understand what you're saying. I mean, that's mm -hmm. something that kind of comes with the territory of this work and you always have to be ready mm -hmm. to put up your own spiritual protection, whatever form that may be. Well... Guys, that pretty much wraps up our introduction. So we're getting ready to jump into our interview with Kristen, a.k.a. Silent Echoes. Without further ado, here she is. Hello, I am Kristen Peters, and I go by the username Silent Echoes, which has meaning, and I can explain that later on. That is all for now. Nice. Sweet. <laughs> all righty. So what is your, I guess, you know, we do origin stories here, so we like to focus in on where your paranormal or spiritual origin story started. So what got you interested in the paranormal or spiritual world? And was it through like unexplained events, hauntings, general interest? And if so, how did it start and when did it start? 
Okay, so I became aware of the paranormal when I was either four or five um, because my very first home was haunted as F and it used to be a church or something. I can't find any history on it. I would have to pay money to get that deep into it. All I know it was uh, is it was built in 1935, which yeah. I just recently looked up and found out. And it's a creepy ass house. I had a lot of my first encounters there, like a lot of them. Yeah, um, you and I've talked about it. Yeah, that house is whack. <laughs> yeah, creepy as fuck for real. Like, so we talked about some of your experiences there. We definitely like to hear about some of them. Um, I've got the cold chills just now. I absolutely did, and I don't normal that normally don't happen to me. So this is going to be exciting. All right, so. Did, do you remember any like significant paranormal or spiritual experiences of interest that stand out from your past? All right. Um, well, when I started with the paranormal, it was at that house at a very young age. And it's a paranormal journey that I didn't ask for. And I'm similar to a medium and I'm psychic too, but not, it's not like too potent or whatever. Um, I can prove things, but I also still like to rule them out. And um, I'll, I'll admit if I don't know something about it, my interest in the spirit world comes from the very first home I lived in. And I have encountered the paranormal my entire life. It's like the paranormal chose me, I guess. Um, I feel like I was actually sent here. Um, like my soul is advanced to a certain point and maybe that's why I remember. And I remember since I was a kid, I can't say if it was a dream or not, but I swear it's, I still see it in my head. And I was out in like what looked like space basically. And there was, a male presence, a huge masculine presence that was just nothing but good. And I don't know why it was a male and I didn't see his face. And he was talking to me about something. And then I saw this row of body parts. Like I chose my head, my hair, my torso and everything. And then I was sent here for some reason. And so I feel like I was just born with gifts and I'm born to do something with my gifts. And I don't know um, what to do about it, how to go about it. And I also worry about how I have such anxiety and depression. It keeps me from so much. It's very depressing, even though it does help me. I don't meditate enough, but I try. So there's that. And some of the experiences like that you had at your first house, could you tell us a little bit more about maybe when you were younger in your first house that you remember living in where you had these paranormal experiences could you give us an example of one of them yeah so um one of the very first experiences I ever had I was sleeping and I don't know I didn't know if it was my mom or not but it looked it had a different face um, it like put my hair behind my ears, like as if my mom would do, you know, but she didn't hardly ever do that. I don't know. I don't know. It's confusing, but I opened my eyes just ever so slightly, but also trying to pretend like I was still asleep and I saw this weird face 
these weird eyes and it kind of smiled with its mouth closed, like cheeks kind of rose up, you know, it looked like a kind smile. And ever since then, I have been sleeping with my blanket over my ear. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's creepy. Because you mean, did so did it feel, so you were frightened, but did the energy feel negative or would you say it was more positive? Um, and by the way, I don't remember if my hair was, went behind my ear or not. I feel like, I think it did. And that's freaking spooky. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was like invasive, you know, like it was, it smiled, but I didn't feel anything good. I just felt scared. Right. I understand. I mean, it's scary in anything, even if it's positive, it can still be scary. Cause that reminds me of like the time I had my vision and I actually astral or actually come up out of my body and felt it. It was still scary. Even though it was something positive, I was still scared as fuck. Like, cause I mean, you know, you're young and you really don't, you know, you really don't know what's going on and you expect it to be somebody and it's not. So yeah, that's a hundred percent, uh, hundred percent, uh, scary. I have a question. Sure. Um, Kristen. So when you had those experiences of things that look like people that you knew, right. Um, in my perspective of how things try to trick me is they'll look like some they'll try to look like somebody but the energy will somewhat feel familiar like it's them but then they'll look completely different and then it's like once you realize that one thing that's off about them or if it's you know something like really off then that's when the energy gets really creepy and then it's kind of it's like once you figure it out it starts to deteriorate and then that's when the creepiness and the bad vibes come in. Mm, Do you yeah. feel, yeah. Yeah, I've felt that. Um, but I haven't had many encounters of thinking that this entity was somebody I knew. And I felt like it was my mom because that would be the normal thing to do. Or, you know, the normal thing to think. Right. I don't know. But the only time that a, a spirit has ever imitated anybody that I knew, um, it was my husband when my, my son was a baby and we lived in this apartment and I saw a giant ass ghost. And yeah. before I saw him walk around the corner, I heard my husband's voice say, honey, I love you. And I looked up at the door and I'm like, honey, is that you? Because my husband has big, broad shoulders. So I thought it was him, but it wasn't at all. It wasn't at all. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had a mimic. I had a mimic spirit do that, pretending to be V. And um, I, he called my youngest daughter's name. And she, he was like, Ivy. He had, it sounded like he come up the driveway from the store, come in the back door. And I'm like, daddy's home. And she was little. And he probably had got her a little sweet treat or something. And I'm like, go see daddy. And she like, you know, is alert and everything and goes in there. She's like, daddy's not here. So that's one of the most, I, that's one of the creepiest things I think you can experience. I mean, there's obviously other things, but when they mimic your significant other or your family and it's their voice, that that's crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really, truly is. I know, I don't know if you have plans to talk about this in your notes, but I know I remember you telling me things about when you were younger was it your grandmother's house that we discussed that one time about how uh, it had like 
I don't know. I kept picking up like a rocking chair or something. Yeah. Yeah. That that's those pictures I sent you of that house. That's the one. Okay. I was just wondering if it was the same house because that house gave me vibes. Like I saw an entity that was like a shadowed person with a cowboy hat in that, in that place. And I think you confirmed that because we had talked about it too. So this is all happening in the same place. Yeah, it is. Could you tell us a little, a little bit about the shadow man with the cowboy hat? Is that the similar, a different experience? Yeah. Um, before, before I met him, um, there's this short kid sized entity, but it didn't seem human at all whatsoever. And it was black, but it was like a, a poofy kind of thing. If that makes sense, not like a hairy, but just poofy, like a, like a Cheeto puff. Um, and it had yellow eyes that were like triangular in shape and they were yellow. And that little fucker would walk around my room while I'm trying to sleep and scare me. And, you know, I'd be asking for my parents to come in my room and I'm like, he was walking on the floor. I heard him. And my dad would be like, Oh, that's just the mice in the closet because there was mice in that house. Yeah. And I had a dream about that entity too. I feel like maybe it followed me for a long time. I don't know why I think that, but I do. And I, I had a dream about it and I was in this like dark apartment and my mom's family members that I was always around was out in the living room and it was nighttime and I saw it and I was scared, but for some reason I chased after it and it went right there into the bathroom and crawled into the bathtub and just stood there and looked at me. And I was trying to tell my grandpa, there's something in the bathtub. There's something, there's this thing, you know, and nobody was even getting it. Wow. But I saw it in my dream. It looked just like it did in real life. And um, um, so the hat man, the hatted man, I don't think it's the hat man because the hat man is like this, sinister entity that sucks in all of your your fears and your traumas in your head you know while you're sleeping right Um, he'll sit at the corner of the room and he can have eyes and a smile and stuff but this seemed more like a ghost um i was nine i was eight or nine and we were there for the summer we would go and travel to colorado to go there and stay for the summer with my family until until my grandparents passed away and which was when I was 11. I haven't been there since I was 11. Wow. Um, but I was there. My brother was sleeping next to me. And it was in one of the creepiest rooms. Like upstairs, if you go to the way back, just straight, there's an aqua colored room. And there's that one. And the first one you encounter to your right. Those rooms were the creepiest. And my mom will agree. And... Anyway, there's a bookshelf that was right next to, or right on the wall. It was built into the wall and our bed was right next to it. So of course, you know, you see the shape of the bookshelf. It wasn't very tall. Um, But then all of a sudden I saw this dark shadow just like appear and it was right next to my bed, but it was like he was sitting down or squatting. because he wasn't standing up he was down low up close and personal and I just kind of put my blankets up over my nose you know like the cliche thing to do and just stared at it and stared at it It did not go away he just 
stayed there. And he had a rimmed hat, like uh, like Sherlock Holmes, the detective. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. And I saw the trench coat because I knew it was a trench coat because on the front of a trench coat, there's that fold that's kind of triangular where the buttons are. You know, like in the chest area is. Yeah. 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 Um, and it scared the crap out of me. And then I swear it got closer. It got closer. And so I don't know why my mom didn't tell me this until I grew up that she had seen a hatted man in that house growing up as a teenager um, because she's one out of five siblings, four girls and one boy. And they all slept upstairs and my grandparents slept in the only bedroom downstairs. And my mom got so used to seeing this hatted man go by the doorway and check in, you know, like as if he was checking in on them every single night at the same time wow and she got so used to it because she used to think it was her dad in the beginning but it wasn't she soon she learned that it wasn't her dad but she got so used to seeing him that she just ignored him it was just nothing you know like yeah but she just let it happen now that that is interesting that it is and you know what I feel like in this house, y'all would hear phantom footsteps up, like, up the stairs. Um, Not on the stairs, but downstairs. Like, whenever people, whenever family was staying at the house, we were all upstairs. And That's interesting, because I see, I see, like, a staircase, and, like, I'm thinking footsteps. It's almost like somebody would stand at the top, or something associated with the stairs. Or That's crazy. You might be thinking of, so, like there's about four steps and then like a platform like a you know like it goes flat and then you turn left and then you go upstairs up to the upstairs and the the they're carpeted okay um but so i i distinctly remember my cousin was in the same room as me and we heard noises downstairs and he's like i think we're getting robbed again and i'm like again he's like yeah you know i i've heard stuff down there before i think we're getting robbed i was just gonna ask that because my phone started recording my phone started um screen recording by itself and then it made me think there's things going on in the house like noises and sounds and things being moved around yeah it was like it was like uh like things on the furniture, you know, those little glass things that look pretty mm-hmm. or, you know, there was an, a piano back or there was a piano down there too. Yeah. And so, yeah, you'd hear things being like lifted up and sat down, it seemed like, and just moved around. And then, but you'd see that nothing was really moved around in the morning. It was weird. That is weird. Like, I think this place has some like cowboy history, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I feel I'm really picking up on like guns and cowboys and stuff like that. Also, I'm thinking there's an object in your grandparents' house that was antique. I think your grandparents had some antique objects that held some residual energy. But this place, like, I don't know obviously where it's at, but I would put money on it that it can be rooted back to some type of cowboy and indian or i was just thinking that too because yeah i'm picturing this this um cowboy 
like your stereotypical cowboy with like the pants and him literally saying this town ain't made for the two of us <laughs> <laughs> while he's looking at a ghost and he's going through like saloon doors <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's how it makes me feel, too. I mean, it truly does. Like, I feel like there's history in the grounds. Like, this town used to have dirt roads and stuff. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, but yeah. I feel like it has some history. I really think it does. And it's funny because even as a kid, I got that Western vibe. Right. That you okay. Just said. And because Austin, Colorado is about 15 minutes away from Delta. And oh, it's a, this is in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. It's a very, very small ass neighborhood. And all there is for anything besides going down to Delta to the grocery store, we had a convenience store that was pretty big. It had a lot of things in it. And that was the only thing besides the post office. So wow. it was very small. And it was creepy because like, you know, my uncle was working in the mines and that was creepy enough to me for some reason. Oh, God. And, and that's what I was thinking. Like, they used to mine different things out there and gold. Or I kept thinking gold, but I'm sure it's other stuff, too. Like, that's you literally took the thoughts right out of my head when you said that. I know it has to, to be associated with it. Yeah, this town is, is literally right next to a mountain, and there's a train track that goes right through it. I just heard mine cave-in. Was there a mine cave-in? A what? Like, did the mine, did any of the mines over there cave in? Like, was there any? I don't know. We're going to do some research. That would be <laughs> cool. I'm but interested. It, I'm invested. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks like, you know, there's a lot of like desert area. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's nature and everything, but there's also desert. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the smell of the dirt and the old wood you know, and the campfires and stuff like that. That's what I grew up smelling. That's so, awesome though. I love, I love the feel. Like I love the energy of that. I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'd say, you know, have you ever had a conversation? And this is just a general question throughout your life. Have you ever been able, cause I have some ideas here and direction I want to ask you. Have you ever been able to communicate with these with these entities or beings that you've seen um not at my grandparents house but I did I did communicate with the spirit and And now this was without a like a this was like between you and spirit and not with like a spirit box correct right so you are a medium I I really assume so be for so many reasons because I'm so good at um decoding spirit boxes you know and putting things together and just I can just naturally make sense of right right you are you are 100% psychic medium and you've been having these things now sometimes people that aren't mediums and psychics experience stuff but this has been going on your whole life yeah yeah I just wanted to clarify it oh yeah um and I will real quick tell you about this conversation I had with a ghost. It's kind of crazy. Sure. So I was 17 and I had to live with my father out of town here in Iowa. And there was a spirit of an old man. And so my, my dad's girlfriend that owned the house, 
said that there was a spirit of an old man. And so I kind of observed it and I kind of felt it in a way, in a small way. And there was only three bedrooms and my brother and sister are five and six years younger than me. And so I had to take the basement, which is where my dad and his girlfriend's bedroom was as well. And it was a fairly pretty spacious basement. So what they did was take um, sheets and make walls for me around my bed. And so there's a staircase in front of my bed, looking, you know, through the crack of the sheets. And I hear an old man talking to me. And he's like, Kristen, he kept saying my name, Kristen. Kristen, hey, you can see me. Because I was like, I was just looking at that spot. And it, he kept saying, you can see me. And I wow. said, no, I can't. I'm looking at you and I know you're there, but I can't see you. And he's just said, but you can see me. He didn't say, but he said, Kristen, you can see me. Like he was set on it. I don't know. That was pretty interesting. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. And it, it kind of backs up what I was uh, stating, because I really think you're 100 percent a psychic medium. And I think this is why your life has been one paranormal event after another. And once they start, it does not stop. It's hard mm -hmm. to make it stop. And the fact that it transitioned from a child to teenager to young adult to adult. I mean, that's significant, truly. Yeah for sure and um actually that picture I wanted to bring it up when you were a kid in the kitchen and there's like some type of apparition I would like to find that picture again because and share with Emily because that stuff's crazy do you remember what I'm talking about yeah um and I I, I have the picture in my drawer but um I looked at it again because I was curious I think maybe it was a reflection because I took that picture with my phone so oh, okay. it might have so been a reflection was, yeah I would like to definitely see it again like it may be in another shot because it sure enough looked like somebody standing there I know that's crazy but that that can't explain it but some of the photos that I have were like messed up like I know that you know I know that cameras could turn your pictures red and you know just look re weird but yeah some of those pictures seemed like that um the flaw of the photo was more than just a flaw of a photo yeah um, and I'd have to look at the pictures again to explain further but I'm not gonna do that but yeah I was just curious if what your thoughts were on the uh, photo that you shared with me because it could definitely be a flash but if it wasn't a flash then yeah that's that's a little insane Mm -hmm. yeah. you seem to ca capture things like from things you shared with me it seems like when you take photos stuff just tends to be there oh yeah like my <laughs> yeah that one time uh, that was that was awesome because I I saw it in my mind's eye first and then you sent me the picture now just to update our audiences this is jumping way ahead in the future but she had a nephew that passed away and they did like a one-year uh, was it like a birthday party for her in heaven yeah. for him yeah okay and I was like Kristen I see him standing there like looking up at the balloons I don't remember how much detail I gave you but I saw his spirit standing there and he was older 
He was a little bit older than he was when he passed. He was actually standing and he was looking up at the balloons going up for him. And I got the message that he absolutely 100% appreciated what y'all did for him and, you know, loved y'all for it. And the next thing I know, Kristen has this picture in my inbox that you can see the shape of something standing by the fence. And it's almost yeah. like looking up. It's beautiful. It looks like a three-year-old child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He come to me in that form and then he come to me. Ooh, I got the cold chills. He come to me in that form. And I, I wonder if he's here with me. And this is why I keep getting cold chills because this is interesting. Mm -hmm. It happened again. Um, he come to me as an older version of himself. I would say around the transition from teenager to a young adult. And he had like um, tight, soft, uh, brown, curly hair. And he, he's a handsome man, handsome man, but he, he showed himself to me like that with wings. It was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. He had brown curly hair, didn't he? He sure did. He sure did. It was, it was really, really cool. I, when I heard him talk behind me. What? I don't, I don't know if I heard about this. Yeah. When I got done with my session with the psychic sleuth. I came oh, into yeah. the garage and I went to get a drink of water. And when I was putting the water back in the fridge, I heard a young man behind me say, did you hear me? Oh, mm -hmm. and he that sounded is so like cool. a black version of my brother. Right. Which would make sense. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy how in the psychic sleuth, she's really good at what she does. So she connects with past relatives and she does true crime and stuff. So, yeah. um, her her sessions are amazing like she can connect with things like deep things since she's been doing this stuff for 10 years and um well I don't want to give anything else away I'm gonna zip it but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but she's she's amazing yeah um and I'm glad that you got to do that 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 was awesome mm -hmm. for sure and a big thing that came out of that was the fact that he kept saying that we have a soul contract and that he knew yeah. what he was doing yeah so yeah and the soul contract um for those that are listening basically we determine we know what we're going to go through in our role that we play while we're here like we know before we come here so yeah. even in times of tragedy it's already it's already planned it's basically fated for things to happen as awful as it may be it's a soul contract between whoever it happens between which is hard to swallow yeah it can be hard to swallow sometimes because depending on the situation, you know, and the tragedy, it can, you know, it can enrage people, make people angry, however, whatever happens, you know, and causes a lot of problems here, but it's something, unfortunately, that we're all meant to learn from. It's a lesson and it's part of earth school. So just yeah. to kind of explain that briefly, if, you know, our listeners don't understand what a soul contract is, I'm sure most do, but just in case. Hey, Lamp fam, have you been thinking of starting your own podcast venture? If so, consider using Podbean as your one-stop shop for everything podcasting. You can create, record, host, distribute, monetize, and merge your podcasts all from the Podbean mobile app or your desktop setup. Podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs, starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account. Chas and I currently use the Ultimate Audio Plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription. 
and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like, even if you don't have a desktop computer, you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome and it still sounds great. Use our link in the show's description box below or visit www.podbean.com lamp. That's L-A-M-P to start your podcasting journey. By using this link, you will receive one month of Podbean's ultimate plan for free. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Well, Kristen, would you like to take us through, like, as you got older, I'd say into your teenage years and like early 20s through some of those experiences, unless you have a different route you would like to take? As a teenager, I kept feeling like I was still being followed. I I feel like whatever was in my grandparents' house followed me for a very long time. Right. And I was afraid for my son. Like when I got pregnant, I was afraid for him just because of it. Um, oh, that's weird. No, it's not because I can relate because I conceived my first child in the demon house that I lived in. So I a hundred percent can relate with you on that. It was ter- It was terrifying to a degree. Yeah. But I always felt like I was being followed and then I didn't. And when I was pregnant, the apartment we were living in, I started noticing that the apartment was haunted when I was pregnant. It was like, cause you know, when you're pregnant, your senses go through the fucking yeah. room. Yeah. So I sensed it. I was hearing it. Um, something was messing with our fan at the edge of the bed and stuff. And I'm like, Oh God, they are, they're still here, you know, but I told my husband about it. I don't know. He didn't, for some reason, I didn't get an answer that time, but sometime, sometime down the future, he told me that there was an old couple that actually lived there and died there. So it was an old couple, I guess. And then I wasn't too worried about it. And then, uh, after my son was, let's see, my son was about eight months when we moved into the apartment where I saw the giant man, the giant spirit. And then I, um, then we moved into a trailer, which was haunted by an older guy that died there. And I knew exactly which room it was that he was in, even though nobody told me, um, cause I could feel it. And I would get on like that spirit thingy that tells you, you know, shows the dots of where an entity is around you. And I don't know, I, I don't totally believe it, but every time I did that, there was always a little red dot um, in that bedroom. Ew. So creepy. Yeah, was I mean the SLR camera thing. The notice like a a ghost detector kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like, like it's got the circle and the dots. Okay, because I'm thinking the dots, because like the SLR thing, it like makes a connect the dots, and it connects like a stick person. Oh, no, 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 not that. And, the, you know, the phone one, those things on your phone, this mm. is not legit. I mean, maybe it can be, but it'll it'll take on, you know, it'll make anything into a stick figure. Yeah, I pretty much felt the same way because, like, I was messing with the ghost tube app and they have the SLR or whatever it's called 
um, aspect of the app. And I was just messing with it around my house. And it pretty much made my everything, like all my furniture was a stick person. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that the actual, what are they called again? S SLR. Yeah. SLR. The actual ones, you know, they yeah. can like actually detect that stuff. I think that that can be legit, but the one on your phone, no way. Yeah. I don't know if the one on your phone has like the, um, infrared sensors. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And they detect like shapes that look kind of human. So it can like, I have a lamp that it's one of those stand-up lamps you get from yeah. Wally World that have like the little dish for the top with the light. Well, I took the dish off and I screwed in like a large, like clear light bulb with skeletons. So when it spins around, it has skeletons all over the room or whatever. Mm. And it will pick up as that as a... Uh, as a figure because it has it's long and it has a big ass like head bulb (laughs) (laughs) so it'll pick that up as like a figure and I know what you're talking about like I've used the one on the phone and I don't really think it's that great I have a connect um and one day uh I might end up trying Mm -hmm. to make one of those yeah it'll be cool because like we want to go ghost hunting like I know I want to do it I know Emily wants to do it we want to like go do some scooby-doo shit I do too but I can't I guess yeah we can't either right now that's just we're we're hopeful yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) for sure okay so Kristen did you want to go into further detail about the the trailer man or the haunting of that trailer? Yeah. Um, I got back into drinking alcohol about a year into living there after not drinking since before my pregnancy. Um, which means my son was three. So I went like, actually I went two years without alcohol. Um, I got back into it and I got back into it heavily. And it got so bad that I was stealing change out of my son's piggy bank just to go sneak off and get a beer. Sometimes I left him at home. I'd put him down for a nap and I'd leave him at home and go get beer. I didn't do it all the time, but I sure did feel like shit when I did it. I'd, I went into this, I turned into this person that I didn't even know. And I all of a sudden found out, oh, this is what drug addicts go through, you know? Yeah. Um, and it really stirred stuff up in that trailer and I would get aggressive and everything while I was also taking a bunch of mental health medications like Klonopin, which is a benzo like Xanax and I abused it and uh drank heavily I'm a functioning alcoholic and it seemed like like uh, something grew in that trailer. The energy was just dark and it seemed like things would move around. Um, one time I laid down for a nap after I laid my son down for a nap and I heard something hit the floor right next to the bed. And I thought something dropped for some strange reason and I looked over, there was nothing on the floor. Um, and this male spirit that lived there he I guess was 
a creepy guy and he was a great uncle of somebody that managed the trailer park which is a very small trailer park um i didn't know that while we were living there and i don't know why nobody told me this <laughs> and he had a thing for me which totally is verified by what happened when it was close to us leaving and moving out because I went and we were we were in the bedroom that was his room in my opinion you know I don't know if it was him his room or not but I just know it's his you know and because the bedroom on the other side of the trailer would get too hot or too cold it was just you know the room need fixed and um my husband was still out in the living room my son was in bed and I was just in a t-shirt and underwear and I was laying on the bed looking at my phone and all of a sudden I felt like this spider web static electricity um like fingers just going like touching my leg and you know like caressing my legs oh my god um it felt like the static you get off a tv screen or computer screen you know like the you know what I mean that's what it felt like and it felt like fingers and it was moving down my and so I'm like okay I thought if I tell him stop it he's gonna have to stop so I said stop it and then it stopped it worked I didn't feel it anymore and then I'm like okay do it again and he did not do it again wow um that's creepy i see him i i can see him clearly um do you know what he looked like before you probably know because i'm seeing this pudgy white guy you know with one of those hats and he's sitting in a lawn chair in front of the trailer drinking a beer and i'm pretty sure you're picking (laughs) up his energy of him being an alcoholic too and yes yes and all that did was kind of enforce an issue because you know with the mental health issues they can make it worse because you had something that's already pre-existing all he did was make it significantly worse because I see him there and that thud next to the bed I got an image of him passing out next to the bed that's interesting wow with the yeah yeah, I just see him sitting in it in the yard, you know, in the lawn chair, like, you know, like one of the foldable ones. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there with the beer and his tummy's kind of sticking out and he's mm-hmm. yeah. Probably smoking cigarettes and, and a bowl of weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smoking meth in the in the trailer, in the bedroom. Probably yeah. so it's very possible you know and it, the whole situation is like I can relate to you with you know having I don't know if I ever got quite to be an alcoholic but I did drink a lot I never had to wake up and have a beer but at certain times in my life when I lived in my demon trailer basically um up in the the sticks I did it did have an effect on me like the blackouts and the rage and all that and like you know M was saying when you consume especially alcohol there's other things like in moderation you can do that will not affect you know 
you spiritually as much but alcohol is one of them and you know they call it spirits for a reason in my opinion and what it does is lower your natural protections in your aura to be able to like defend yourself so you are just open to be bombarded with all kinds of psychic energy and where you're already basically a psychic medium and you have sensed these things your whole life it allowed things to get more or closer to you rather um and that I, I think you could probably agree with me on that one because everything that you went through in that place yeah you were very so at that point in time because of the alcohol you can't you became very influent like influenceable yeah, yeah. I was very I mean oh it it got so bad that one night we were sleeping and I heard a demon like a doing a growl scream, you know, that awful, wretched demonic scream. And it was yeah. just beating on the bed, like on the, on the side of the mattress where my husband was sleeping. And I heard it in my sleep. And when I opened my eyes and sat up, to look over at that side of the bed to see my husband's asleep and it's quiet. That's crazy. So and did they, you think that happened? Were you wide awake or were you in that in-between state? I, I don't know. I, I took some sleep medications called Seroquel. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's the only time that I heard that demon scream and a beat on the mattress. Hello, I'm Rebecca Rosewood. And I'm here to help you keep your curses hexy and your hexes sexy in this snarky, true crime and paranormal podcast. If you like a little personality with your true crime and a little scare with some flair, Thrice Cursed is the podcast for you. Thrice Cursed will be coming to you anywhere you listen to podcasts in October. Until then, you can find me on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Thrice Cursed Pod. Until then, keep it hexy. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, because a lot of times, like, I don't, I have more claircognizant thoughts than I do actually hearing the sounds, which is clairaudient, even though clairaudient and claircognizant are go hand in hand to a degree, I will hear things uh, in my thoughts more than I'll audibly hear things, but the time that I'm more clairaudient for me personally is when I'm resting and everything's quiet and I'm like not quite asleep. I'm still conscious and I can still hear things going on around me, but I'm not 100% awake either. So it's not that I'm dreaming, but I'm still here. I'm just that in between and I'll hear all kinds of stuff. Like last night I was laying here and I heard something like go in my ear. Oh right next to my ear but it was like not in the physical it was in the spiritual but I still heard it that was just one example that literally happened to me last night and for the last few nights I so not to get too off topic but I just want to say this <clears throat> I don't know if you have these experiences but for a long time I always closed my eyes and saw spirits of all types right well, I've been working on cutting that off. I've been working on only cutting on my abilities when I need to use them and want to use them. And for the longest time now, well, not the longest, but I'd say at least a month or two now, I have been able to rid myself of closing my eyes and seeing these different entities and ghosts or earthbound spirits or even demonic things. 
but for the, like the last two nights, it's not, it's not been the case. I've been seeing things um, that have like big mouths, like though that's what's been messing with me here lately. And it, you know, of course it's freaky and scary, but I, I don't get scared anymore, but it looks freaky. But for some, whatever reason, these like humanoid looking creatures have been just exposing like their extra long mouths to me over the last two nights. That don't correlate with you at all, does it? Have you ever seen anything like that? I've been having that issue too the last few weeks because the last time that I was pretty I was you know it was kind of clarified or however you put it with a reading that I got from you Chastity and then a couple readings that I got from Emily and what I saw in my mind the very first time was a dark black skinny lanky thing with a huge smile okay yeah I've and seen that you, I've seen that too a big smile yeah big mouth I can't remember I can't remember the specific reading because a lot of times when I channel I don't yeah. it's not my own thoughts so I don't retain them as well but it I know being yeah yeah it was mocking like it was you know it's oh, like really yeah. good and happy and inspiring and then it just mock it oh I, yeah. I got cheshire cat vibes from it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah this there's a couple things and like you know a joker clown type of shit yeah clown well while we're on the subject of mental health because we do have plans to talk about some dream realm experiences we have um yeah how have these experiences affected your mental health and any triggers or correlations that cause like more issues or any spiritual entity influences, which we've pretty much covered that it is possible for it to do that. But have you, what are the biggest problems or challenges you've, you've had along the way through your mental health and recovery journey? Cause I know a lot of people, even myself can relate to you on that. And uh, I think it's a, something because it's a very fine line you walk here when we, we talk about mental health and being haunted because it can mean a multitude of things personally I think mind body and spirit are connected and I know I do 100% believe people have legit medical mental health issues but I do believe that sometimes mental health issues can be influenced by spirits um, what is kind of your take on that and your perspective uh, with your life and even outside just in general well, um, I guess for starters, my father was very mentally abusive. Um, and I'm starting to wonder now if he always had an attachment or um, he, he created something that took on its own identity and has always stuck with him or something. Um, and I just recently thought of that. And what's ironic is one night we were talking about monsters under the bed, you know, just being silly. And he's like, the only monster in this house is me. I'm like, huh? Yeah, you're right, yeah. motherfucker. You're right. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's negative entities just love that stuff. And they do. I feel like also that hatted man in my grandparents' house was was doing the same thing. I feel like he was very interested in what was going on with me that that was wrong. You know? Yeah. Um then 
when you meet different people, you meet different entities, I guess, in general, either visually or mentally. There's always something that's around everybody, you know, pretty much. Yeah. I agree with that. It's a very good perspective because we all care. We all have a spirit family and we are never alone, period. Yeah. Um, And I'm an intuitive empath and I'm not egotistical and I, I don't like saying thing, you know, I don't like bragging or anything, but I think that I'm a super empath even. Um, And so I feel and see everything. And I know you can feel and see everything. If you're looking around the room and say, you know, your girlfriend's upset, maybe you're going to get upset or, you know, but it's like, I'm in an intuitive empath, which has also saved my life and even saved myself in general, because I could always decode people around me. See, when, when I was 15, I started running away from home. And when I was, so then at 15, I started smoking cigarettes and smoking weed. And then when I was 16, I became an alcoholic, just like that. I mean, I couldn't go without it. It was horrible and been that way, been that way ever since. I'm 32 now and I've only been sober for almost three years. That's a record. Well, that's congratulations. Cause yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. And so I lived like a gypsy. That's how I like to put it, you know, um, because I basically did whatever I want. And honestly, it is easier to be a female when you're trying to run away and, you know, stay with people because if you're a girl, then you know what I mean? They're more likely to give in to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I did use people to an extent, but it's not like they were decent people. Um, yeah. The, all the people that let me stay with them were all drug addicts, alcoholics, potheads, um, uh, criminals, um, people that have been in prison. I've even made a, met a Satanist once that was in prison and he did so much meth. He didn't even know where he was one time. That was, that was wild. And he was creepy looking too. He had like dark short hair and piercing blue eyes and a pointy nose. And he was pale and he was he was a trip and on top of the meth it made him even more wicked looking I'm sure and I don't mean no offense to anybody that's ever had that problem or currently does but it really does change your appearance (laughs) yeah yeah he was creepy um and so also I, I was around a lot of perversion you know I mean of course but when I was 19 I had to move and the only place to go was with my father and his new girlfriend who is a bad person. And me and my father never got along. We couldn't get along. It didn't matter. It didn't, no matter what, you know, we just can't live in the same house or anything like that. So this older guy, his name's Max and he was friends with her. And so she got him to take me in. And I was right across the bridge over in Illinois, in Warsaw, Illinois, in the country. Out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Talk about creepy when you're running from your life for your life and you have to run like a maniac just to get to the neighbors because you got to get there on time. 
yeah um but i got there and we were already drunks and i shit you not the whole eight months that i lived there i drank and it was disgusting um but the first the first day that i was at his house i went to the bathroom and right before i turned on the light switch I saw a Native American man and a big dog, like a big black dog. I don't know what kind of dog that was. Maybe it was a wolf. I don't know. And I turned on the light and it was gone. And just right away, I was sensing, I was picking up on all kinds of shit. Like there was multiple spirits in that trailer. And I kept telling him, your place is haunted, dude. And I feel like they were warning me about this guy, Max, because I was in the bathtub once. He would go up to the farm, okay? His dad was like 90, 93 years old and had a farm and he had to go up there. It was just a little up the street and he'd go there every morning and work. And I stayed and I took a bath and there's this these these hooks on the door and it held, had like robes on it. And all of a sudden... There was just this huge bang that vibrated everything around me. The door was hit so hard that the robes fell off them big ass hooks. How does that happen? You know, I was the only one there and it was a bang that I don't know how a, a human would even be able to mi mimic that. It was insane. It was almost and, like a warning. Yeah. It's like, you need to get out of here, you know? And I kept getting more and more scared of him. Honestly, I never trusted him a single day. I stayed with him because I wanted to get away from my dad, but he was sketch and he was not afraid of prison. And he used to cook meth. You know, he's just this old farmer guy that don't give two shits about nothing. So that's even scarier. Absolutely. And, and um, I got scared of him, especially one day, just by the way he was talking to a friend. And we went back to the trailer and he left and I was coloring because there was no internet. I had no cell phone. There was just a home phone and there was a really old computer in that room that had no internet or nothing. So I was basically stranded. I dropped off the grid. Nobody knew. Um, and anyway, let's see. So I was sitting in the living room and there's a bathroom to my left that doesn't have a tub. It's just this little a little bedroom with a tiny bathroom. And I heard the porcelain of the toilet tinking. It's like this, the seat's up. I didn't use it. Only Max used it. So the seat was always up and it was tinking. I swear. And I got up. And as I walked into that room, it stopped. And I sat down, I was coloring, and I heard somebody running through the trailer. It wasn't like full, like a uh, realistic. It was just, it was just there enough to notice. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, I'm like, this place is haunted. And then come the day that he really, really scared me. And he got a friend in on it. And I think his cousin started it because the night before it happened, we were at a bar and I had this girl with me 
and he left with his cousin and didn't even come back and just stranded us at the bar and I spent the night with her and the next morning he blew up her phone over and over since six o'clock in the morning it was very annoying because he was like you know, kind of controlling and told me what I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do and who, who to hang out with and was pretty jealous of guys, even though this motherfucker was 62 years old, you know, uh, he thought he had him some young, some young thing around because (laughs) if you guys, uh, Kristen's a beautiful woman and she's always been, so he was lucky to even have you there and to be in your (laughs) presence. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's nice. Absolutely. Um, and I have to also add something about Max is he's had strippers live with him before. He's been good friends with somebody that works at a strip club and he's, he knew and knows strippers and they've lived with him. I've seen old things like old makeup boxes and stuff like that. And there's this one girl named Carly and she wasn't a pretty girl. She really wasn't. I saw a picture of it and I'm like, I wouldn't give her a dollar. (laughs) Bless her heart. (laughs) I know. But, but honestly, I'm like, so if you guys were close, why didn't she call you anymore? You know, like, or why didn't you call her or, and he just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know where she went, you know, and it kind of was sketchy to me. It was kind of sus. Cause at the farm, there's a huge brush pile and that dude's not even afraid to burn tires in the evening. Because you know it's illegal, and yeah. we, we were out in the in the uh, field watching the fire, and it was black, you know, because of the, all the tires. And he was all of a sudden, he's like, "Do you see the devil in that?" Uh, or what do you say? Um, do you see the devil in that smoke, or something like that? And I'm like, uh, "Why are you being creepy, dude?" <laughs> right, right. He has SA in his history. I'm just going to say it out flat. Yeah, he has, I believe he has some SA in his history, whether it happened to him as a child or he was SA'd or he SA'd people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was having these girls that probably had problems with, you know, drugs and alcohol come in and out of his house and then they go disappearing and you mm-hmm. never know. Now, did his wife pass away? Yeah. Okay. I feel, I don't know if me and you've talked about this because this feels like deja vu in a way, but I really feel like his wife was warning you. Yeah, you know, that's crossed my mind too. Yeah. And I also really want to, since I just remembered something, he told me that he woke up once to the girl that was staying with him. I don't know if she was living there or staying or what, but he woke up to her on top of him like straddling him with a knife held up in the air with both of her hands looking at him and she she was going to kill him and he talked her into getting off of him and I'm sure he's a perv because the very first day I was at his house um I sat down on the couch and he's like hey do you want something to drink and alcohol wise and I didn't trust him enough to even drink it but I said sure anyway because I was nervous and he actually laid down on the fucking couch while I was sitting on it on the edge of it so he was behind me on the couch laying down and at the corner of my eye when I was talking to him I saw his tongue moving all over the place 
like he was acting seductive while I wasn't Ugh. looking. Mm-hmm. It was nasty. And he didn't know that. And then he asked me to give him a back massage once and he was on the floor and he was kind of moving his hips like he was turning him on. Oh, yeah, he's a creepo. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me that creepy things are in the house because I'm just going to say this. Um, this might be controversial, but the actual drug meth itself, it comes with a whole host of evil spirits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Math, meth is a nasty, nasty thing. Yeah, I think there's actually evil spirits literally attached to the actual drug. And the drug itself causes schizophrenia in people. It can, and it can be long-lasting. It does. I know. I've heard heard tweakers say that they just got attacked by a demon in their bedroom, and their girlfriend saw it, and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, how many days have you been awake? (laughs) Right, and that's valid. But even, like, it's known that things even, like... um, the prescription drug Adderall can cause these types of things but the prescription prescription drug Adderall um it actually I think too opens up people's minds so why wouldn't meth do something the sim something similar now I'm not saying that the hallucinations are always real but there is a chance yeah that some of the things they're seeing their perception is wide open I think it opens up different parts of your brain to be able to perceive it. And yeah, I just think there's a whole host of negative, nasty spirits attached to that drug. Um, And yeah, well, Adderall is very, very, very close to meth, which is why it's bad that doctors are now just prescribing it willy nilly because it really fucks up children. I abuse it. Yeah. And I want to also point out, too, that people with a certain vibration are going to attract things of the same vibration. So a creeper is going to attract creepy-ass entities. Mm-hmm. Also, I keep seeing things move out of the right side of my eye. Like, I keep seeing movement, and I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Are you in your office? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you a a finale of the Max. <laughs> so yes, the day that I managed to get away from him, um, because I was afraid for my life, and that's a story that I still remember, and I won't go into detail because it, it's irrelevant. But I know I was at the farm, and I was tired of him looking at me you know, he was already wasted. And that's another sign. Like how, how many beers has this dude already slammed this morning with his weird goal here? And he tied a bandana on his forehead, which was very out of the norm. And he just looked at, he gave me this look, like it was so demonic, dude. It scared me. And I said, don't look at me like that. And I got up and I was going to go steal his car. And his friend said, and he was another old guy too. He was even older and obnoxious. And he looked like that um, that puppet of uh, Jeff, Jeff Dunham or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. And he's like, typical women. Don't look at me like that. And I got to the car and I didn't even hear Max. He was, he was right there next to me. And I was so fucking scared. And I had to admit that I was scared because... I don't know, man. I was just fucking scared. And um, he's like, 
you want to go check on the cows with me real quick? I'm like, no, I'm not going in the motherfucking field with you. I'm not going back there. And we got to the, or he's like, just let me give you a hug. I just want to give you a hug. And he gave, I'm, I did not want him to. I did not want a fucking hug, but he hugged me anyways. And he squeezed and he held it. I mean, he squeezed me and just held it there. And I'm like, okay, Max, please let go, let go. And he let go. And we got, um, he's like, well, can I come with you? I'm like, whatever, dude. And then we got to the trailer and I opened the door and I'm like, okay, I jumped out of the car real fast and went to the front of the car. I left the passenger or I left my door open just because I felt like it was smart. And he was still sitting in the car and he put something under the seat. And I'm like, what'd you put under the fucking seat? He's like, I didn't. I was moving a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, what cigarettes? <laughs> and so it's like he was hiding something. And um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in now. I'm going to go in now. And before you get into the actual door of the trailer, there's an, a door before that, like a, like a piece of shit patio. And there was creaky steps. There's only two steps and they were creaky and wood. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go inside now. And I ran as fast as I could and got in there and got into the room, my bedroom, which was right there next to the door. Thank God. Locked it. And I heard his cowboy boots outside the door. He came in silently again. How, how can I not believe at this point that he was out to get me for, you know, he was going to do something. And I did not even hear him leave. Now, here is this crazy motherfucking part, man. I didn't have my big pocket knife in the room, in my room with me. It was in the living room. And so I just did one of these numbers. I'm like, I got to face my fate. I'm going to count to three and open the door. And I did. And he was not there. I didn't even hear him leave. And my shoes were right there. So I, I was putting them on. And I looked in front of me into the bathroom and I saw a little, it looked like a shrunken head, but not quite. It was like a demon and it was gray and it had like, um, like a goat kind of chin with a goatee, you know, and had yeah. like super tiny little like marble eyes. It looked, <laughs> they reflected yellow off the sunlight behind me. Oh, I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't lit up. But there was enough light coming through the curtains. It reflected his light, his eyes. They were gold. And he was little and he was gray. And he just stared at me. Kind of looked like a little gargoyle or something. And wow. it scared me, man. And I was putting my shoes on. And I'm like, okay, yep. You, you're you're going to drag me down, aren't you? I know that I'm not perfect. And I don't know what my fate would be if I die. I don't know if I'm going to hell or whatever. And it just that's another thing that piles on top of it I'm like dude if he if he kills me that little thing is gonna come and get me <laughs> right that's a fair assessment like you know not you know knowing like what you knew and like how your belief system and thinking like if I die right now you know that's your particular belief system like I'm gonna go to hell this thing's gonna drag me to hell yeah yeah that's crazy yeah so that's that's the next story yep and you ended up getting away yeah i did i did and and 
I used the home phone and dialed my father and I left a voicemail and told him I'm going to be in this one particular part or between this part and this part because I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I was going to go to the neighbors. I said, come and find me, please. And I got to the neighbors and I was, I had a empty stomach and it was over a hundred degrees and I was dry heaving, panicking, out of breath, running, dry heaving and and I got to the neighbors and I looked at myself in the mirror, my, my face, I didn't know that my face could ever be that red. Um, wow. It was awful. I looked awful. And um, I got them to give me a ride. They didn't believe me. They're like, oh, that's just Max. You get used to him. You know, it's just whatever. Like they were just brushing it off. Like, you know, oh, it's no big not deal. Cool. This is a drunk. Yeah, and- not cool. And she's like, and there was a stack of money on the table and I looked at it. I just looked at it. That's it. And she took it. She grabbed it. And um, and she said, I'll give you a ride if I don't have to go into work. And so she found out I would have been stuck there. And then she gave me a ride. Thank God. And she's like, Aren't this you is your that? stepmother. No, this was the neighbor. This oh, was okay. Neighbor. Gotcha. They were farmers too. Um, and they knew Max a lot. I, yeah. Um, and so that the woman gave me a ride to Keokuk at my dad's. And I, when I walked in the door, my father come around the corner and he had no shoes on. And he said, oh, I was just about to come get you. And I'm like, you have any idea what just happened? And I told him everything in quick and in a hurry. And I'm shaking. Oh, my God, I'm shaking. And he's like, well, you're here. You're safe now. It's okay. I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes. And then he left and didn't come back until like fucking two o'clock in the morning. That's really strange. And then my dad come back to me later on and said, I asked them about it. And they're like, oh, we were just messing with her. And so I'm thinking, so you don't even give a fuck. You know? Yeah. There's something that man had. That man had a plan that day for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. He was going to get what he wanted, or something else was going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's terrifying. And to tie it in and and to see something like that in the bathroom—that's the influence. Yeah, that's part of it. It's it's a network of things. Yeah, it's insane. That's insane. But I felt like there was Native American spirits there. You know, absolutely. I mean. said this was in the state of iowa it was in illinois in the country Mm -hmm. yeah there were native american tribes up there too Mm -hmm. um i if i'm look i might be wrong on this so don't take this as actual facts um but some of the most vicious native american tribes actually would come down from around that area and attack the ones here in my area and Mm -hmm. if i i don't know exactly where the i've talked about the ikatomi before the spider looking entity creature with a human head and like a cockroach tail and like rib cages and stuff like that it was created by one of the tribes from up north and i want to say it's it come from that area so that tribe was known they understood how to create physical beings to like do their bidding Mm. so Um, I might be wrong on the location, but I'm going to have to look into it. 
Hey there, curiosity connoisseurs. Are you intrigued by all things strange, weird, and unusual, but too embarrassed to talk with your friends and family about it? Well, we're your family now. Join me, chronically curious Katie. And me, combat veteran Chris, as we don our tinfoil hats and question everything. From crazy mysteries, out-of-this-world conspiracies, and the unbelievable happenings all around us. Let's try to stay sane as we laugh and explore together through our podcast, Stop Thinking With Your Butt. Wherever you like to listen. Uh, well, ladies, I think we've reached towards the end of this episode, but we have just a couple more questions or really one more question and a statement for you, Kristen. So okay. overall, how have these experiences shaped you into who you are today? Like what drives you to keep going? And just overall, what is the summary of your experiences thus far with the paranormal and even the dreams and just, you know, coming together in somewhat of a community to have, you know, to share these spiritual experiences. Right. So I am naturally gifted. And so I'm already demon food. I'm a target. And I also had a bad childhood. So that's the first sort of entity like thing I think came from my father anyway, I'm sorry, um, because the house was the first experiences. But with the abuse is when I felt like the negative influences on me. And to this day, I still have self-worth issues. I don't like talking about myself. I don't like talking too much. Um, but I also like to do hard work. I'm a hard worker and I'm optimistic and I'm artistic and multi-talented artist and all that stuff and art and writing poems has kept me going since I was a teenager um absolutely and it saved me (laughs) and uh after my father's bullshit after getting influenced with his negativity and turning me into this which I think maybe I can call my PTSD an entity in a way you know um but I battle it every day. I battle it every fucking day. Addiction, I battle every day. I don't want to drink, but I want to be fucked up. But I don't want to be fucked up. And it's like, these addiction demons, they're no joke, man. They will fucking kill you. Like, they are no joke. And they are really hard to battle with. And I finally fucking got rid of them. Like, there was one that lingered and was trying to convince me into abusing my pills and shit like that, you know, be doing stupid shit. Like maybe you should um, huff some fucking air freshener or whatever. And I've never done that. And that's disgusting, but that's just these thoughts, you know, the impulsiveness and I've known different levels of vibrations because I've known people of all kinds. I've known people from drug addicts, homeless, celebrity. I've met I've met Quentin Jackson from UFC that was in the A Team, the movie The A Team. Yeah. yeah, I met him, um, and other UFC fighters. I've been places. I've you know I've encountered a lot of entities from different places. I've had those ghosts at Max's trying to warn me and stuff like that, and basically. The entities and or the vibrations mixed with every little thing ever because, you know, 
life keeps going and re everything repeats itself and so on and so forth. It's like, it's like, it's a spider web and everything's connected in a spider web. And perfect um, analogy. Yeah. Thanks. And, um, so with what I struggle, sometimes I might even just refer it to something as an entity just to kick its ass because I don't like to be overpowered. You see, I grew up not liking rules simply because I was always punished for something I didn't do. Um, so I, I struggle with people and my struggle with people, man, I get so frustrated, especially after 2020, I went into deep depression um, and I've encountered more entities. I've encountered one that was a curse from what's his face. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, you know, it just keeps coming and going and I'm on my spiritual journey. I got sober for real. Um, I put myself through counseling and I made him see me longer than the typical patient. He's like, maybe you're ready to be discharged. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, it's like I am, but I'm not. And I, I don't want to say that. I want to say before I leave that I am not going to drink anymore. That's um, good. And I fucking got my certificate and I've been sober for almost three years. And this, these like attachments around me, I just know they were there. You know, I, I don't know. I just knew. I mean, people usually, it's kind of like a cliche or whatever you call it. But demons and substances, addictions, they all mix together because they feed on your negativity. And life is about suffering. And they're here to suck it all in. So happiness is the true definition of success because it's the hardest thing to achieve. So after sobriety, my spiritual journey really started. And now I really see who I am and what I'm capable of. And, and what I'm potentially capable of when it comes to my spirituality. Um, and this, this makes me also feel secure because I worry about my son because of my experiences with the other realm. It's a bit overwhelming. It feels like, you know, if they're everywhere like that, then surely they're always going to be everywhere like that. Right. Like, surely my son's going to see a ghost at some point. I know I did. And I always wonder how am I, how am I going to talk to him about it? And maybe I need to catch it first so I can get rid of it. Um, I'm not paranoid like that. I barely even think about that, but it's still in my head. And it, battling with demons is a lifelong thing. It really is. Even if it's not an actual demon, you can call something a demon. But if you're talking about real demons, which is the point in this, they're real and they will kill you or, or they will try and they will yeah. ruin, they'll kill you on any level imaginable. Yep. And they do it through you. They do it through your actions over their influence. Most yeah. of the hundred, 99% of the time, because, you know, people think of demons and they think of, you know, the exorcist. Well, things don't normally get that, that bad because you have all different levels of demons and yeah. up until lower vibrational human descended entities. And, you know, it just goes, but ultimately like most people don't encounter like true blue, not just demons, but, you know, devils and they will, they will, they'll do it through your actions. Sure as shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they will drain you and make you feel worse at the same time. 
well, you see my, with my mental illnesses, it's so bad. I'm taking medication every day. And um, if I get an anxiety attack triggered just good enough, my body will have the shakes from it and I will be over it in my head. So my body reacts to anxiety without my control. Um, so when I get down, I can get really, really down. And yeah. and when, when I'm down there, I'm definitely a target. And I know I'm demon food. I'm so intense. You know, my thoughts, my overthinking, my my intuitive empathy, my, you know, all this stuff is like, people don't know why I'm so complex. My husband says, you're the most complex person I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? I feel like maybe I was supposed to be, you know? Exactly. Because I've helped people. I've helped people out of suicide. I helped a girl out of suicide just last year or not even a year ago. And she was like extremely severely suicidal. So yeah. for me to accomplish that, that's a big deal. Because it's not exactly. just a person saying, hey, I think I'm going to kill myself. This girl's already stabbed herself in the stomach. I mean, you know, overdosed. She's died and been brought to, brought back to life twice. And she um, saw her dead girlfriend. She walked in on her girlfriend um, hung in her apartment. Oh bless her heart i mean and i mean that in sincerity like i know we, we joke about saying bless her heart but really like bless her yeah. heart because that's that's very difficult i mean yeah. very difficult to have to go through that and um yeah I, can i say one thing that i've been saying i've thought about you for a long time and i don't know if i've ever told you this but what you just said reminded me of that spirit shows me for you you are meant to help people that have been in your situation yeah. you are meant to help like that girl you are that is part of your calling and your life's purpose is to you know give people a path and a direction and a relatability and help them like you have that ability so much yeah. Yeah. like even a support group like there's so many options and avenues when you're ready that you could take that would allow you to be able to create a space for people that can relate just like that girl, just like you. And that's, that's part of your purpose as an empath. You'll be able to know when there's something going on with these people, you'll be able to give them divine messages. Like you hundred percent have this ability and spirit has, I mean, they reminded me of, they told me this, but they reminded me of this. Like when we were starting up this episode. Yeah hundred percent and and I'm very I'm very glad that I'm aware that I have that capability because I didn't always um, yeah and I have been an advocate for women um I went and saw this counselor as a therapist I didn't like her as a therapist but I saw her anyways and she made up this group where she invited women in it's called um women for safety or something something about safety and I was, she called me her sidekick and I was so proud. And um, she kept being like, listen to this girl. She knows exactly what she's saying. You know, she was just, she was a really silly lady and she was so fond of me. And she's like, you can help people. And these girls, they came in. I only met two of them. There was only two of them. And they each went through their own very traumatic thing that was bothering very bad. And 
I mean, this girl, she was so traumatized that when she's driving, she feels like she has to look in the back seat because there might be somebody back there because of something yeah. that happened. And another girl got raped in her car. So she's paranoid to be in her car. So I gave them advice on how to help cope with certain things. I can get into detail. Like I can just basically, I can know things without knowing it because you're, can, channeling, you're channeling them in. Yeah, exactly. And I can yeah. do that online too. I can yep. channel into you. I can, I can guess your, I can guess your horoscope. I mean, I've done it. I mean, I'm not like super good, you know, I'm not advanced like you guys, but <laughs> no, but you, but you are, that's, that's the thing. And that mentality, and I don't mean to sound stern about this, but you are, you have every bit within you that me and Emily do. We're just on a different time frame and a different path. You're, but they're similar. Our paths do intertwine and they do cross and you're very capable of doing similar stuff. It's just with possibly a different set of people. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think that and with my whole heart. And I appreciate that. It's really cool to get noticed like that, you know? Yeah. And we appreciate you. And I mean, you, you've been very brave to come on here and talk about traumatic experiences and, you know, admit that, you know, you've experienced supernatural things along with mental health. I mean, it's not talked about enough. And I mean, we all suffer from certain types of mental health, but it's not recognized. It's like, oh, she's got mental health problems. No, that's not how it is because we all suffer with it. Yeah. To a degree, you know, we to a degree and we all experience things like the traumatic shit that I personally went through in my life has done nothing and it, but make me a better person to be able to help other people. And that's that's part of, I think, certain people's existence. We're, we're put here to help other people. We're like, I've been put here, I feel, to constantly take on other people's burdens to a degree because I can actually transmute that energy process them and on the other side help them become a better person yeah or a, yeah so I mean it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and yeah, yeah. You, it, well you know what there's one thing that we were going to touch on but I think this would be a perfect way if you're ready to end pretty much uh end it why what why do you call yourself silent echoes okay um so how i got it was kind of funny um you know those games on facebook where it says find out if you're this or whatever um it's, it was a question of what's your hippie name and it said silent echoes so i stuck with it and then i really started um resonating with it or whatever the word is and my silent echoes is the fact that I can be all that I am, which is known now over this podcast. Um, and with me helping people and doing acts of kindness without even talking about it to somebody later, you know, just being this person that I am. Um, my, I am a quiet person too. Um, my echoes are silent because I put them out there and whatever that vibration hits is what it's going to affect. Like, um, my echoes will go to a person or an animal and just sort of, I can manifest and, um, 
I can put out subliminal messages of my own and plant seeds and not everybody hears me. So therefore the silent echoes turn into silent screams, which then echo into vibrations of better echoes, like so that I can use them later. It's like, yeah. it's like the calm after the storm, you know? Yeah. Like when you were talking, basically the darkness makes the light brighter. Yep. So, yeah, it's like a, a metaphor that I recently wrote down is, you know, just because it's time for the sun to rise and there's rain clouds on the horizon doesn't mean the sun's not there. It just waits for them to pass and then gives us its, you know, life-giving warmth and rays. It's there. And that's how, I mean, I see the analogy you're trying to say, like the vibration, the ripple effects, it it eventually sticks and that is a reflection of you and and other people in your life and you know what you say is planting seeds and I kind of feel the same way about like the work that I do like it I reach people in different places in their life and I plant you know I plant the seeds and they may not pick up on it until late. it may not resonate with them till later which then it sprouts and grows into something else right right yeah I get it I'm so glad that you that you get it because dude nobody around me knows you know like nobody around me thinks the way that we do so this is really awesome that I I'm so glad that I know you guys yeah same like and I'm yeah I couldn't ask for better folks I mean we all live in different places but the awesomeness awesomeness couldn't like exist all in one place because I think like the world would turn into a black hole and just get sucked away so (laughs) 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 yeah so um do you want to take a minute to shout out one of your a couple of your socials or anything where people can find you Sure. Um, don't go to my Facebook because that's private for my family and stuff, but I do have an Instagram and it's just silent echoes 91. And I have TikTok that I don't really use hardly at all. So there's probably no point, but that's also silent echoes 91. I go by silent echoes 91 everywhere. And if it's by, by my name, you leave it alone. (laughs) Yep. Can't touch this. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I do a lot of artwork. Um, I do a lot of video editing for like music videos and I create things, draw things, write things, you name it. Uh, it says that I'm a multi-talented artist and I'm also a medium, I guess I'm going to say. It's kind of hard to say it for some reason. Um, I'm a medium and I'm an intuitive empath and other different levels of empaths. I have a sixth sense. And by the way, just because you're an empath doesn't mean that you can see ghosts. It's yep. called a sixth sense. And being an <laughs> empath helps. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and I am also a star seed. And because I I remember being um I remember being sent here for whatever the fuck reason it was. But I feel That's like I'm cool. an alien because I feel like I'm on another plane than other people around me, you know. Yeah. Can relate. So, yeah well we really appreciate you taking the time and being super fucking special awesome and hanging out with us yeah for sure yeah this is awesome you guys yeah it was so much fun yeah 
But yeah, guys, definitely check out Silent Echoes. So it's Silent Echoes 91 on Instagram. And I guess, guys, that's a wrap. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!